What you are about to hear is a fun and educational show about financial issues. Join Dan Wendell and his co-host, Tony, as they explore topics related to retirement planning. No matter how close you are to retirement, it's time to listen to another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Hi, welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio show. I'm Dan Wendell, and today's topic we're going to be talking about I-bonds, Series I savings bonds. Now, why are we going to talk about this? Aren't bonds boring? And what is an I-series savings bond? We're going to get through all that today because it's a hot topic. And the I stands for inflation, and that's what everyone's talking about now. So let's bring in some sidekicks today. We got the famous co-host, Tony Shore, and we also have Chris Kuntz. Another Dolphin Financial representative. Here we go. Welcome to the show, guys. Tony, we're talking about I-bonds today. Not, I not have no I, idea what you're talking about. For the for the listeners on, on you know, their podcast listening software, we are all together. Last time we were together, you guys heard us. We were in California for the viewers. They get to see. We're all on the screen together yet again. And I chose to talk about I-bonds today, and you guys still showed up. So this is going to be great. Wow. Wow. I-bonds, I just think internet. When I hear I-something, I think uh, iPhone. Um, uh, I think, is are they Apple bonds from are Apple? Those are those the bonds that pay interest? I for interest? <laughs> oh, okay. Mm, no, you know what the I stands for? Stands for inflation. Really? I, yes. Yes. So this is an inflation phone? <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, what does the I in the in the iPhone stand for? Internet? We don't know. I don't know. You guys are the ones that own the Apple products, not me. You should be telling me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that is a good question. Yeah, see, yep. this is if anyone knows, if, if a listener or a viewer is aware of what the I stands for in the iPhone, please let us know. I'm going to go with internet. Tony's going yeah. with inflation. Chris is going with interest. No, so I bonds. Let's talk about these, Tony. You you don't know what they are. You've never heard of them. Uh, I had really, you know, I've heard the term I bond actually uh, just thrown out there, maybe from you, a conversation with you, but I have no idea what an I bond is. I'll be honest. I just assumed interstate bond or internet bond. I didn't know. <laughs> are there any I bonds in Hawaii? Because there's no interstates. Is it okay? <laughs> An I-bond is a savings bond that earns interest based on combining a fixed rate and an inflation rate. Yes. Yes. So those I-bonds have to be doing pretty good right now. Ah, what are they doing right now? What would you guess, Tony? Well, I'm glad you guys asked me that question because uh, from everything I've seen, I keep hearing and from, uh, you know, folks like yourselves, financial services professionals say uh, bonds have been in the dumps for the last five, 10 years. They've been terrible. So people are like, bonds are terrible. You're not going to make any money in bonds. So uh, this bond must be different than your average bond. Uh, that's that's what I'm getting. And if it's tied to inflation, if they go up with inflation, I would hope uh, they're worth about between five and seven or eight percent right now because inflation's going through the roof. Well, typically, what happens, Chris, when uh, when interest rates go up, bonds don't do so good, right? 
That is correct. Right. But right. this is the not interest rates. It's inflation rates. Huh. Let's look at what the current rate is for these I-bonds. Look I at this. Right. For the viewers, I'll read it because, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll see it at the bottom of the screen, but the listeners don't know what we're talking about. Current composite interest rate, 7.12%. That's annual. 7.12% if you own an I-bond right now, if you buy an I-bond right now. That's what you're going to get. Hmm. Wow. What do you think of that? It sounds too good that, to be true. How long does that last for? Uh, see. How long does that last? The cynic, the cynic has arrived. <laughs> yeah, it sounds too good to be true to me. Right? This is this is kind of what, you know, and then and then that's why we're talking about it, because you see all the articles. You Google I-bonds right now, you're going to see a ton of articles. Oh, this is the greatest thing, you know? But they've been around forever. <laughs> no one's talking about them, right? But now we're talking about them because of inflation. Let's talk about now the geek in me is going to come out. You guys have to stop me. Tony loves math. Tony loves math. No, no, I was told there would be no math. Come on. Here, here's the math because you asked, Tony. You asked. Sure. Composite rate. Notice I said composite rate. It's made up of a formula. Look at that formula. Oh, boy. <laughs> Fixed Wait, rate. Wait, there's stuff in parentheses. I'm out. Right. I'm out. Remember, what is it? Chris, you got some kids doing math right now. Is it right. my dear Aunt Sally? Is that what you do? Yeah. Please excuse yeah. my dear Aunt Sally. Oh my gosh. Is that what you learned in school? You guys I, are from the Midwest. Is that what you guys learned? Please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. I don't remember. You don't know? I don't know. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Parentheses, exponents, multiplication, division, Aunt Sally, addition, subtraction. Please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. That's the way I learned it. Yeah, I didn't have an acronym. No? Nope. You just know nope. parentheses I just, first? I just do. Never heard that. And I don't have an Aunt Sally. So I, I don't know what you're talking about. We're going to, I'll sum it up at the end. Look at this. 7.2% is what the formula is. But what they do is they take the fixed rate of an I-bond and they add an inflation factor. What is the fixed rate currently, you ask? If you buy a treasury bond, I-bond at 30 years, this is a 30-year bond, zero, zero. That's the interest rate you get. A fixed rate of zero plus interest associated with inflation. What do you think of that? So the zero. fixed the fixed rate that they use right now is zero. Zero. So there is no fixed rate they use. So they're just using inflate the inflation rate then. Right. So the way the way I I think the bond works is uh, essentially they're saying it's a it's like a savings account that keeps up with inflation. Because you're going to deposit your money into this bond and you're going to collect interest based on inflation. So if you put, I think the max you can put into this is like $10,000. Is that right? That's right. That's actually 15. We'll get to that in a moment, but yeah, okay. whatever you deposit into it, that value, the way I look at it is going to be able to purchase the same amount of goods however far in the future you choose to pull it out. Cause if it's keeping up with inflation, that $10,000 today can buy, you know, a bucket of goods and 15 years from now, if you get just inflation and no extra interest on top of that, it's going to buy the same bucket of goods. Cause everything's going to go up by that much in price. That's the idea is it's designed to give, keep up with inflation, but the 30 year fixed rate is zero. So if you're buying this bond, you're guaranteeing that, the fixed rate you're getting, if you buy it today, and they, they price these every six months, 
Hmm. You buy it today, you're getting zero. Plus the inflation, if there is any. Currently, and this is CPIU. CPIU is the inflation rate they use. The current CPIU is 3.56 for the six-month period. So you double that for the year. And that's why you get 7.12. That's what you get for the six-month period. Annualized. Then they reprice it. They reprice it. So you're not going to get that forever. So if you buy an I-bond today, you, yeah, you'll get seven point, you're getting 7%, but that's only for the next six months. What are you going to get after that? We don't know. What we do know is you're guaranteed to get zero for the next 30 years if inflation doesn't factor in. By the way, CPIU, Consumer Price Index for All Urban Consumers. Mm. So each May and each November, they reprice these. They say, when'd you buy it? Oh, I bought it in uh, February of 2022 at zero. I locked in that 0% for 30 years. Um, but I was getting awesome. 7.2% because of inflation. Then May of 2022, they reprice it. And then you're going to have a new inflation rate. What's it going to be? What's it going to be? We don't know. So, that's so do you have to leave money in there for 30 years? I, I mean, how? what's that term? I, I need to know uh, that. I have like that. How, how, how liquid is it? How liquid is it is what I'm asking. Here's the, here's the liquidity. 30-year bond. Okay. So you're guaranteed the zero. You can you could guarantee to be able to own this for 30 years at 0%. Now, it wasn't always 0%. If you bought one in 1998, I think the rate is 3%. I, I, I have that somewhere. We can look it up. But you bought it in, in 30 years ago, you might be getting 3% fixed plus inflation. So instead of getting 7% right now, you're getting 10 if you happen to own a bond from years ago, right? So 30-year bonds, but you don't have to hold it for 30 years. You have to hold it for one year. You can't sell it for a whole year. Okay, so you can't buy this for six months and sell it. Now, if you lose, if you sell it within five years, you lose three months interest. So it's like a CD. So really, you wanna you wanna leave it alone for five years to to really make your money and get everything you can out of it. Is what you're saying? No. Here's why. Let's let's imagine you buy this, Tony, today. All right. Okay. Now, Chris, let's imagine Chris does it because he's got actually, he's the one who actually can buy one of these things. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> so, so Chris buys a 30 year I bond. They say, here you go. Um, he puts 10,000 down. Here you go. And I think you can buy them for $25 increments, but he puts 10,000 down. They say, we're going to give you 0% for the next 30 years. <laughs> Thank you very much. And this is, this is the government, by the way. These are treasury bonds. Right. Mm. So the government, you're giving the government money there and they're going to guarantee they're going to give you nothing for the next 30 years, but plus inflation. So Chris is like, ha I read an article. I saw that video that Dan and Tony and Chris did. I'm buying this or in Chris's case, inflation's what Dan and Tony going did, crazy. Inflation's going crazy, right? He's excited about it. How do you think about that, Chris? 7.12%. You excited? I mean, for a bond, I'm very excited for that interest rate. Government backed federal government, USA, USA, right? Then six months, 
you know, down the road or three months down the road, they reprice it. And they say inflation is actually negative. We had negative inflation um, or inflation was zero. What happens then? So for the next six months, you're getting zero. You're getting the guaranteed rate plus inflation of zero. Now, if the inflation is negative, which could happen, right? Deflation, um, you, they don't give you negative. You don't owe the government money. They know you're getting hit with, you know, they think, oh, you're making money by you just owning the US dollar, a strong dollar. So you actually don't have any interest. So then what do you do? If you sell at that point, you lose your interest that you were getting 7.12. So what are you going to do, Chris? If I said, all right, you got 7.12. Um, now interest rates are zero because inflation is zero. What are you going to do then? I mean, I'm probably going to sell. Then you have to give back three months of your interest that you made at 7.12%. That stinks. But if you just bought it this year, you can't sell it. You have to hold it for a whole year. For one year. So worst case scenario, Tony, you buy a bond now. We're talking early 2022. Yep. They give you 7.12%. By the way, you buy it on the last day and you get the interest for that time, right? You know, but you can't sell it for a year. So the interest rates go to zero, say. Now what? Now you're stuck for six months at zero. Mm-hmm. But that's worst case scenario. 7.12% for six months and then zero for the next six, you're still getting over 3%. Yeah. And nobody has a crystal ball, but I think a lot of people are saying the talking heads out there on the financial networks are saying, you know, interest rate or inflation is probably here to stay for a little bit. So, so right now we're in January of 2022 right now, you, you saying, Hey, this is not bad. I get 7.12% interest. Okay. Until April. And then in, in, in May they're repriced. You're thinking inflation is going to be higher this this quarter, this this next six months, the beginning of the year, and and May is going to come around. They're going to say, you know what, inflation is actually higher than three point five six percent over this time. So you might even get more than seven point one two for the remainder of twenty twenty two. It's not a bad deal, you know. The other thing I like about this investment. Um, in terms of just bonds in general, is you think about not just the inflation that we're currently facing, but also rising interest rates. Um, and as we talked about, bonds suffer when interest rates go up because if you understand a bond, um, the way they're priced is based on what interest rate they're fixed in and paying. So when interest rates go up, those lower interest paying bonds have to lower their price or go down in value in order to pay a competitive rate compared to new issued bonds. So what we're looking at here is a bond that isn't fluctuating downward as interest rates go up. So you're able to capture an interest rate based on inflation, which is high right now, hold it for whatever period we're, we're, we're going through high inflation. And then when you want to sell it, you know, I mean, you're not going to get more than what you put into it back besides interest, but you're going to get your money back that you put into it. Plus any interest you earned and minus three months, if you sell it before five years, but that is, 
a secure feeling knowing that you don't have to worry about what the interest rate market is doing right now. Yeah. Your principal protected, but yet you don't have the downside that, that regular bonds have had is what right. you're saying. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's but right. what about taxes uh, with an I, an I bond? How does that, I know I brought you up, bring it up, but I use the T word. I know you, Tony. I know you. That's why I'm prepared. Let's talk about it. Very, very interesting way. This is taxed. The owner pays the tax. So if you buy one for your son, who's a minor, you'd be the owner, say, and, and you say, I'm yeah. buying it for you. You get taxed. The owner does. But the, the owner can be a minor. The owner can be an entity or your cousin, right? So they get the taxes associated with it. They pay federal tax on this, but not state and not local. I'm talking oh. to you Californians. Yeah. Buy one of these, no state or local tax. Wow. On an I bond. And, and it's deferrable. So, yeah, you're making 7.12% this year, let's say. You don't want to pay taxes on it? Don't. You can if you want to pay every year, like a bank CD, right? You get a 1099. You don't have a choice. Bank's sending you the 1099. Here, you pay taxes when you take that interest. So you can mm-hmm. say, yeah, let, give it to me. I'll pay the taxes this year. Or you can say, I'm holding out. Let's defer that. Let it roll. Mm -hmm. And then 10 years, 20, 30 years down the line, you say, all right, time to pay the taxes. And that's what a lot of people do. They just defer it. So you get the compounding interest. Not bad. And look at that last point. Education tax exclusion. That sounds interesting. Ah, so you can use it like a 529 where if you pull it out for to pay for your kid's college or your grandkid's college, you don't have to pay taxes on it. Is that, am I reading that right? Doesn't that sound wonderful? Yeah, it does. It's just like it, it, it's the IRS uh, exclusion for education is, you know, there's different ways you can use other money to pay for student, you know, uh, it's qualified education expenses. You can't just, you know, go to, Tony's pizza buffet school and, you know, write it off. But if you, you know, the rules, but this qualifies for that. So, Hey, if you want to use an I bond that you've held for 20 years, making decent interest because inflation's been high and you want to use it to pay for education expense, that's qualified. No taxes to the government. Yes. I'm loving this. I'm starting to say, why don't I own these? Well, I think it's interesting, again, coming back to the interest thing you were talking about and being able to defer the interest and allow for compounding, that again is unique to these bonds. Um, Typically, the way a bond pays interest is based on what its value was when it was issued. Bonds typically are issued at $1,000 par value, and they pay interest that they declare based on that $1,000. Here, every time they reprice the inflation interest that they're paying on the bond. They also add in the interest from the previous six months and pay interest on top of that. Well, that is unique to this type of bond. Yeah. That's that formula in there has got the plus now right now it's 0%, but you know, who knows? I think that the 0% scares a lot of people. Why would I ever buy a bond Zero percent. You could buy a German bond and lose money for negative. You know, you <laughs> yeah, true. Lose money, right? But people do it for safety. This is great. You can buy it, and you're guaranteed to never lose money on it. You're not saying that you're going to make money, but the thing that I think people are getting confused with is um, 
they think they can buy a bond that gets 7.27% for 30 years. That's not how it works. Every six months, you can go right back down to zero, right? I mean, and in play, realistically, if you think in terms of that period, a 30-year inflation rate, I want to say we've we've averaged around like 3%. That's that right. sound right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you could defer that. You're getting a 3% compounding over time. That's not bad. That's not a bad option, especially for retirees or people, you know, that have some spare cash sitting on the side that they're not sure what to do with. They're not getting that at the bank. So why not throw it into an yeah. iBond? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's um, you know, it depends on where, you know, things like other safe money or, you know, principal protected options are at. I, right. I suppose you'd compare it to that. You'd compare it to a CD, a certificate of deposit, or you'd compare it to a fixed indexed annuity where uh, principal protected type options for your money, especially as you get older or in retirement, right? So if right. you're comparing it to that, this sounds a lot better than CDs, at least while interest rates are crazy low. Right. And a CD is going to give you a higher guaranteed rate. All right. We're going to give you, what are they going to give you? Well, we're going to give you 1.5% for three years, right? That's better than what this treasury higher than is zero. offering you. It's a lot higher than zero, but they're not giving you any inflation. In fact, right. if interest rates go up, they're not going to say, hey, you know what? Interest rates are going up. Well, you we, we, Here, we're going to give you more. They're going to say, yeah. no, you have to surrender this. And give up the interest, and and, and if so you've on. got seven percent actual inflation happening, which I'm I'm talking about actual, not the consumer price index, I'm talking about actual inflation with healthcare and energy costs going up, and, and costs of goods and groceries going up. Uh, if you have your money in a CD, that is not keeping up with inflation. That's right. Yeah, and so, so anything based on inflation, uh, to like you were saying, Chris, having a a a, a a tool like this, a financial vehicle that is uh, says it will definitely keep up with inflation because that's what it based your interest payments right. on. I, I mean, that is appealing. I agree. I think it's very appealing. Um, how do you get them? That's the question people say. Well, you know, you used to go to the bank and get a bond, right? I still have bonds. I still have bonds from the 80s. They're making interest. I'm not going to cash them in until they come due. But um, more than nineties now, actually. Wow. Geez, right. that went quick. Nineties. Um, I still have bonds, but, um, these you have to get online. You can't go to the bank and get a bond, a treasury bond, like an I bond. You have to go to treasury direct, which is the website that the U S treasury does. And you can only buy up to $10,000 worth per calendar year. <laughs> so, you know, you might be saying, wow, I'll take 7%. Let me put a hundred grand in there right now. Um, no, 10%, 10,000. However, cause that's what you said, Chris, you could say 10,000 right. was the max, but it's not. You can also do this on your tax return. You know how you get the tax return? Do you want to uh, just contribute to the voting? Uh, do you want to contribute money to the national voting thing? You know how that you can right. donate money. You can fill out an extra form and say, I want 5k worth up to 5k worth of treasury. I bonds while you do your taxes. Give me the, instead of giving me the tax return, give me an I bonds. So, and you could do that for up to five and that's the paper-based way versus the treasury direct, which is 10 K. So if you do both, you can actually get 15 K worth. So you of, think you can do, you can do both. You can do both. Now, hmm. 
Do you want to do both? Some people might say, yeah, uh, 15K, let's do it. Let's do it yeah. right now. In fact, I want to do it. My wife's going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to buy it for my son. So he's going to own some. And there we go. Now we're, now I got 45,000 in I bonds. All of a sudden it's like, Ooh. so it's per individual, not family. Right. Right. So do it. Right. Let's do it. Right. Wow. Interesting. I'm surprised I haven't heard more about these. Of course, now it's popping up because of the reason we haven't is that we haven't had inflation in how long. I mean, it's been. Well, Chris will tell you, time. too, now that we've talked about it, the Google machines have heard us and we're going to see this on our phones for the next two oh, weeks. Yeah. Are you when Dan Wendell talks, when Dan Wendell speaks, now that Dan's talked about it uh, online and on his show, uh, it's going to be we're going to the yeah. The interwebs will light up on this one. Well, it's always like when, as soon as Tony mentions it in a, in a party, then you know it's peaked. He's like, well, I'm thinking about buying Bitcoin. And all of a sudden the thing drops to, you know, by 75% in the day. Yes. Yes. I'm old. So <laughs> when somebody uh, over the age of 50 typically says, Hey, that sounds like a great idea, it's usually passe. <laughs> in a couple of years, I might look into this cryptocurrency thing. But I will say um, the younger crowd's not talking about this because a they don't know about it. It would require right. reading, right? Two, they um, they don't know what inflation is, right? Well, they don't care about principal protection either because they True. have uh, their time horizon is different, right? I mean, you're you're the one that taught me that, Dan. Is you know the reason yeah uh, you don't care about this if you're in your 30s or 40s even probably because uh, you're gonna want to write it out. You know, you want the um, the bigger returns. You, you're willing to take the risk because you have time on your side. But I like the idea that it's 10K because I could see anybody saying, you know what, that's going to be my emergency fund. Yeah, that's my emergency fund. Why not put the emergency fund in an I bond? Now, granted, true emergency, you can't sell it for a year. So that that's that's the, the first hurdle. But after that, within five years, so you have to lose three months of interest. Big deal. Yeah. You know, it's an emergency. It's and raining. that first year, you just need to be real careful. Right. So you don't put your entire emergency, not, but you start laddering these things. Have every an year. emergency. Every year you ladder them. I mean, as a strategy, that's what I keep thinking too, is if you're limited to 10 to $15,000 a year in a strategy that's going to keep up with inflation, um, it's certainly a good alternative to keeping an emergency account in a, in a savings account. Cause uh, yeah. I mean, when's the last time you saw a savings account, you know, paying anything <laughs> at yeah, all, anything. So, I mean, yeah. if you, I mean, you know that this is backed by the, the, government it's highly liquid easily easily accessible money after the first year um certainly a good option and i think i think the interesting thing talking about i bonds and just you know google and the hot topics and all the stuff that comes out there um this is a very it's a good investment um for the right person um that understands it and sits down and, and takes the time to understand that it's a zero interest rate. So if inflation goes to zero, this will not pay any, any interest at all. It'll be like your savings account. Then. It'll be just like your savings account right. or any other account. <laughs> the at the about, bank, probably. Dan, I always love that he brings these topics out because this is kind of the hot topic. People are hearing a lot about these, but you know, if you get the sound bite, it's simply that it's paying 7.12% interest right now. And you don't hear anything else about how it works, how you access it, what, what it's meant to do. Um, and this is something that we're coming across pretty regularly in terms of like what, what other, 
you know, interesting investment mechanisms are out there that people are hearing a little bit about. Uh, you know, one that, one that I hear a lot is, you know, stock options and how do they work and, you know, what are employee stock options and what should I do? And should I take the employee stock options or should I take the stock and what's the difference? And, you know, I think it's just a great opportunity to talk about all the different things that are out there um, and how sitting down with somebody can help really educate you. Yes, I agree. Exactly. And, you know, this might be uh, something you never heard of. Maybe you hear someone mention it and you're like, uh, it's worth looking at. It might be a good gift, right? Because a lot of grandparents give, you know, 10K gifts to, you know, you get married or something or whatever. Instead of giving cash, maybe, or instead of giving, um, you know, a regular savings bond, which the interest rates are low, why not go even lower at 0%? No, uh, <laughs> given the inflation. If you truly believe inflation is an issue, here's a solution. See, the show's all about coming up with solutions, Tony, instead of harping <laughs> on the fact inflation, you know? Yeah. Well, and uh, you know what uh, exactly? And then what you were saying, Chris, is uh, you got to work with a financial services professional, especially on things like the I bond. And you mentioned stock options. People always have questions about this. Uh, you don't want to try to go it alone or go with what your neighbor said or your brother-in-law said or the guy you work with, your buddies. Uh, you've got to work, talk to a financial services professional. Number one, you guys will sit down with our listeners uh, and there's no charge for an initial consultation. And it's so important to get your ducks in a row with a professional. Well, and I think the, the thing that you get out of that isn't just an education, but actually crunching numbers. Because as Dan said, um, it's one of the things that we love is doing the math and figuring out exactly what the, the consequences are. And, and using like the stock option example is, okay, if I take a stock option, how much does the market need to go up for it to be better off than taking just the regular company stock. You know, that's a calculation that Dan and I'll sit down and do for people. Um, with the I-bonds, it's the same thing. Okay, inflation, here's where it's at. Here's what it averages. So here's what you can kind of expect long-term if you do this. You know, it's things like that versus just the upfront snapshot of, well, right now what's the, what's happening versus right. the longer picture. Yeah. Right. Well, we got to wrap things up, guys. Uh, but before we go, how can our listeners set up that consultation, talk with you guys about this? I think the easiest way is to give us a call. Just call the 888-508-5935 number, and we'll talk you through it. Speaking of math, Tony, and that formula, I'm not going to put it back up. Um, but Ooh. I will say one of the things that I, I have to deal with is my kids doing that algebraic formula. So let's bring them in to say, hey, we don't work for the U.S. government. We're not saying the Treasury bond is right for you, but it might be. There's only one way to find out. Give us a call. The topics on this show are wide-ranging, yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement, like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Mundell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Dolphin Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.